So the transition from just the two of you into a family is a big one. And I know when we were wondering about starting a family, it was really challenging to try to think through all the things one should be aware of. Well, we want to take away some of the mystery today and help you make an informed, prepared decision so that you can move into this new phase of marriage with greater confidence and awareness of what lays ahead. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a realistic and encouraging episode for you this week. This is episode 210. And today we are going to be talking about what happens when you start having children so that you can think through and be prepared for this life transition. And I'd like to welcome my wife back to the show. Oh, thanks. She's been rather ill with pneumonia for the last few weeks. We've had some other folks filling in, which has been great, but it's good to have you back, baby. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, Caleb talked to Sharon about the first five things a wife needs to know or do when she's experienced betrayal. So worth going back and checking out if you've experienced it, if you're helping others. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. As always, if you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. So, Verlinda, let's get into this topic of things to consider when you're talking about starting a family. Okay. I can hardly remember how much discussion we had about that. But I remember feeling unsure. I wonder if that's more of a guy thing. I wonder... Well, maybe it was a guy thing, but I was also a guy who didn't get raised around a lot of kids. Right. And I was the youngest and there wasn't a lot of kids in our church. So I was apprehensive about it. But apparently it's common not to feel ready. Less than half of couples expecting their first child feel ready for parenthood. Hmm. 44% of them don't feel ready for parenthood. And then once the child is born, the number who feel totally prepared and confident drops to 18%. So yeah, for the most part, the bubble gets burst. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of like going on a roller coaster. There's a lot of uncertainty. And, and then as we go up the hill of pregnancy, it gets scarier and scarier. And then you have the baby and it's like, whoa, this is way scarier than I thought as you crest the top. But like I said before, that's just me. I wasn't a huge baby or kid person before we got married. So really felt like I was figuring that whole thing out from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious if that statistic is like both husband and wife or just like if it's influenced largely are, by, yeah. could be. But I don't. I remember meeting guys that are very excited about kids and they feel ready for it too, right? Yeah, that's and true. I was like, yeah. oh, that's. I was like, that's weird, but good for them. So I think it's good to mention this just so that we normalize the fact that most of us feel unprepared, but we still end up doing just fine. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's others listening today and they feel ready, and that's great too. So we're not here to scare anyone off, but just to come alongside you and say that it's normal to have some butterflies. And hey, like, be encouraged through this part of your journey. It's okay. You guys will figure this out. So there are a number of things to consider. I think it's important to talk through these with your spouse and just kind of connect to that deeper level as you talk about those fears and uncertainties and doubts. It's a healthy thing to do for your marriage and as parents, and that will strengthen your bond as you come to this new phase of life. Mm -hmm. So there are some common challenges when babies arrive. Almost all couples with newborn babies experience challenges such as sleep deprivation, Dealing. <laughs> That's like an understatement. Yes. It sounds so much easier when you say it clinically. Sleep deprivation. Yes. I haven't slept in six months. Yes. 
dealing with the child's feeding, crying, sleeping difficulties. There's uh, reduced time for yourself and for other responsibilities. There's reduced ability to leave the house and see other people, especially for the mother if you're following fairly traditional roles or even somewhat traditional roles. And then there's financial costs that come in. New clothes, feeding, setting up the baby's room, strollers, all the all that stuff that you put in the trunk of your car. And that is now like over the top costs, Caleb. Yeah, when we were when we were I was gonna say when we were kids having kids, it was like, you know, the twelve dollar Walmart stroller was still socially acceptable. Yeah. I remember that. Like that $12 stroller went all over the world with all yeah. three of our kids. Yeah. And now if you don't have like the $400 spaceship transformer. With an Italian name. Yeah. Then you're not cool. So yeah, we feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> Just go buy a Walmart <laughs> But additionally, a significant minority of parents, 20%, which is, you know, that, well, that that's is still a lot of people. That's One a significant five. minority, right? Mm-hmm. Have to deal with more severe sleep or feeding difficulties, which can put even more strain on them. And some parents, it leads to high levels of stress, actually impacts mental health. Around 22% of new parents show some symptoms of depression and 15% show symptoms of anxiety. Is this just newborns or is this like first child? I have it for newborn babies generally. Because like our first was like angel baby. Yes. You know, you wouldn't even have known there was a baby in the house hardly. And then the third was like... Steadily downhill from there. Oh my goodness. Stressful. Yes, but we love them all now. Yes. I mean, we did then too. (laughs) It's just easier when they're not in that stage. So... Research. I'm stressed thinking about this. Okay, you're feeling it. That's good. I am. All right. You can lay on the empathy then. Oh, man. Research typically finds that day-to-day life satisfaction is reduced in the first years of parenting. So overall life is a little, you know, it's kind yeah. of a little bit of a suckiness there. Because there's more demands, there's less free time. Marital satisfaction can also decrease due to having less time together and higher stress levels and reduced sex. So there's a real impact on marriage as well. We unpack that in more detail back in episode 51. Uh, the short link for that is oif.link slash 51, or you can just scroll down in your podcast player to our 51st episode. That was marriage after your first child. Marriage after your first child. But don't let this discourage you from moving forward with starting a family. Overall life satisfaction, again, another research-based uh, fact here, overall life satisfaction is almost always increased by becoming a parent. The pleasure and the meaning that you take from raising kids increases your satisfaction, gives a sense of purpose and a feeling of unity with your spouse. So we're just saying it's going to be a little harder at the start. Grit your teeth, stick together. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. New parents should expect a short-term drop in their day-to-day quality of life for a marriage, but the long-term rewards of parenting normally outweigh the difficulties. So We don't sound very convincing so far. Well, yeah, but this is what we do in, well, it's what I do in therapy and what we do on this show is we tell people the truth. Reality, yeah. Even if it doesn't always uh, seem that great, at least you kind of know, right? So part of transitioning then, Berlinda is asking the question, are you ready for a role change? Have you mentally prepared for the changes in your roles in life? And I think maybe this is something I hadn't thought a whole lot about in my case when we were coming in this. Mm In the past, up to having the point where you start having kids, you may have been able to pay a lot of attention to becoming a career man or woman or really focused on being a great husband or wife. And now you're going to be adding another role as parent. So whatever you're saying yes to, there's going to be at least a little bit of no being said to something else. Yeah. And that's cool, becoming a parent, but often, you know, we need to be prepared, right? We often hear that expression, it takes a village to raise a child. And I think 
this is especially important in today's disconnected world, disconnected by technology. So we do have a super helpful worksheet accompanying this episode that will help you and your spouse outline your vision and plan for creating that village to help you raise your children. It's about asking those key questions. Who do you need around you to make this as successful a transition as possible? And then planning your steps toward that. And you can get this worksheet by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a quick break here to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about preparing for the change of roles as you transition to parenthood. And, you know, Verland, I think some of the changes do come as a surprise to new parents, uh, maybe especially us fathers. Well, new mothers may be expecting the child to take over most of their life and time, and they're looking forward to investing that time and energy. Many fathers are unprepared for parts of their new role, even if they attend prenatal classes to prepare them for the practical details of parenting. Given that we never attended prenatal classes, I don't know that they do that. Like, isn't it more for the birth? The prenatal stuff? Yeah. It's more like getting you to the birth. I didn't think it was like transition to parenting. Well, but I only remember the breathing part. We never went to any. Well, where did I learn that? Remember I was puffing in the room beside you there. <laughs> oh, we had a nurse come because we had missed, because we moved when I was first pregnant. Okay. So we and got the And so uh, we missed it the out crash, there and we missed it here. The crash course on hyperventilating. Pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, we're taking this out of the research, not practical experience, because <laughs> we skipped prenatal classes. Uh, so some of the common issues that came up, the parts to be prepared for in your new role as a parent. So this is just okay. kind of letting you know what lays ahead. Number one, changes in relationship with your wife. You'll become her primary source of support as she deals with childcare, and you may not know how to support her. So think about what that might be like. There'll be changes in relationship. I could make some suggestions. Uh, The second thing that might happen or that you might want to be prepared for is changes in relationships with your family and friends. So it's likely to have less contact with your friends or you'll only be able to socialize with your wife and baby present too. And that changes the kinds of things you can be involved in. Mm -hmm. It just changes the dynamic, right? And then another thing that comes in is the developing relationship with your child as he or she gets older too. So at mm-hmm. the start, there's a lot of investment and care. And then as the without little... a lot of return. Without a lot of return. And then as that little baby begins to grow and develop, then the, you know it becomes much more interactive. Right. Yeah. But you still need to develop that relationship. Yes. Even if you're not getting any returns. Yes. And dad is just as important as mom. Yes. And sorry, you had mentioned, uh, uh, folks won't know that we had to pause there to deal with a sound issue, but mm-hmm. you had mentioned that you might have some ideas on that first point. Oh, how to support your wife. Yeah. Give us a couple of quick tips there, babe. Like do the dishes. Okay, forget it. Let's keep moving. (laughs) 
tell her to go have a nap or put her feet up or just kind of caring. If the baby is crying incessantly, say, go to bed and take the baby to the far end of the house and just deal with the crying baby. You know, give her a break. Well, gently rock it. It sounds like you're setting them up for murder. No, 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 no. I just mean like take care of it so that mom can actually have the break. Yeah, that's great. There's a few. Yeah. If you want more, feel free to email me. Yes. They probably won't want more. No, not since you started them off <laughs> the with wife, do the, the dishes. Right. <laughs> oh, the guys are like, yeah, I'm not emailing her. That's stupid. <laughs> so knowing about these challenges allows you to begin to make space in your mind and heart as your wife is expecting for, you know, you can begin to think about adapting to these changes and being more willing, more prepared. Mm-hmm. More generous. Yeah. Now, it's also good at this point for Lynn, I think, to do a quick self-check on how you're doing with conflict as a couple. Okay. So if you guys are currently experiencing high levels of conflict... You should know that this can have serious negative effects on children unless you deal with your conflict. So conflict between parents can create insecure attachments in children, meaning it leaves the child to feel emotionally unsafe in their home and with their family. Hmm. So they're not certain of the safety of the connection that they have with their parents. That's the impact of conflict. And of course- Even when with newborns? Do they feel that? Oh yeah. This is all imprinted as, as newborns, toddlers. Okay. Yep. And this can negatively impact the parent-child relationship into adolescence and later life. So don't think that because your marriage isn't working, well, you'll have your children now. Right, to try and save the yes, marriage. Yes, yes. Oh, it's also, good. yeah. And and these this conflict in parent between parents is also linked to distress, to be behavior problems, to mental illness in the child. So we just want to be really cautious here, especially around the idea that having having kids may help us get our minds off the conflict, help her improve our marriage. That's not how you heal your marriage. Right. You heal your marriage by working through your stuff and learning to create a secure base with one another. Now, some level of conflict after having kids is unavoidable. So I don't want to be presenting the idea that Verlin right. and I never fought <laughs> once we had babies or before. But that basic level of conflict is not going to impact the child's development. I don't, I don't want to make you paranoid about that. But serious conflict issues do have or are very likely to have a long-lasting impact on the child. And also research shows that it's much harder to deal with marital conflict after having children due to the added stress of parenting and the change in focus away from solely being a couple towards being a family. And so this means that if you're wanting to have children, we would encourage you to try to solve any serious marital conflicts now, like before you have those children, and and also take time to learn skills to manage the conflict more effectively. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you need help with that, we do have a team of therapists. We would love to have you work with one of them to do this. So that's a serious issue to consider before you start having children. And we talked about, uh, or we will be, or sorry, we are addressing the village issue, not issue, but the village idea in our bonus content for today's episode. But just to mention that briefly here, becoming a new parent, it will reduce, it will almost certainly reduce the time you have available to see other people. Mm -hmm. So trying to maintain a strong social network, though, is still going to be important since being connected to friends and family can really help with that transition to parenthood. And some researchers in a recent study, 2017, actually, they identified many benefits of social support from family and friends for new parents, including increased feelings of calm and security about becoming a parent. So that's that's cool. Okay. Increased practical understanding of childbirth and parenting duties through sharing of experience. I hated that part. <laughs> when a bunch of women get together and start sharing their birthing stories. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's go to the garage. <laughs> Practical help such as help with the children, babysitting, helping with other practical needs. 
that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So so don't forget to work on your village. Having that strong social network also leads to a stronger relationship with your spouse because increasing your sense of togetherness and ability or because it increases your sense of togetherness and your ability to deal with stress together. Huh. Yeah, which is pretty cool, right? So having yeah. a strong relationship with friends and family and a way to stay in touch with them once the baby's born, that's another thing to think about before having kids. Again, more on that in the bonus guide. I think that's really interesting, though, that a strong social network like outside of the home leads to a stronger relationship with your spouse. Yeah. Never thought of that before. Yeah. It's not like you're trading your spouse for other people. No, no. If you can get support there, then you're not weighing so much maybe on your spouse. Yeah, it just broadens it. You know, everybody needs a support network. Yeah. 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 For sure. So are you ready for children? That's the question. In 2011, a couple of researchers interviewed 104 expectant women and their husbands, and they found two factors which were strongly linked to good parenting and higher levels of marital happiness and better mental health in the transition to parenthood. And those two factors... That sounds quite ideal. ...were, number one, taking joint responsibility for the pregnancy and for parenting. Mm-hmm. Number two, how good you expect to be at parenting. And we'll unpack that mm-hmm. a little bit in a moment. Mm-hmm. So the first point means that in order to be good parents, you both need to take responsibility for parenting, sharing. Whether or not the pregnancy was planned, it can add a little mm-hmm. twist in okay. there. Yeah. Further, to make that mind shift deliberate, treat parenting as something that you are both equally invested in. And I think this is very important. If I had to do it over again, I would change this myself. I, f- I feel like at the start, I really had the idea that this was your job. Okay. And I think I missed a lot of opportunity to be involved and to experience our babies just because I had that mindset that was off center from where it should have been. Okay. So that hmm. joint responsibility for the pregnancy and for parenting, it's easy to, I don't know, I think for us guys from traditional sort of formatted homes, it's easier to fall into that where... Yeah. And I think too, if mom's breastfeeding, yes. there's a certain... Like obviously dad can't help. I was I couldn't think of a nice way to say that. So <laughs> it is like you're in charge of breastfeeding and diapers kind of, you know, you get that in your head, like it's all one package and... Oh no, I never Just hand that. me that little thing when it's out of the bath and it's dry. <laughs> right? Easy enough to do that, or it was for me. Yeah. Which is not. But these guys that brag that they've never changed a diaper, like yeah. they're bragging. And inside, I'm like, oh, you just went down a few notches, in my opinion. Like that is so pathetic. Sorry, not to shame any of our listeners if they have never changed a diaper, but you need to get in there and be a part of it. Yes. I would encourage you to. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. If you want to know what my wife really thinks. <laughs> Caleb. No, that's fine. No, uh, yes. <clears throat> the second point, though how good you expect to be at parenting. That's really interesting. And we've learned this too, along with helping other couples and young monks, especially. It's it's like you kind of need to trust yourself to know what your baby needs, more mm-hmm. so than what any book says or even what your mother-in-law is saying, with all due respect. You have that special bond with your child. Follow your gut, trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a... Burn all your baby books. Verlinda's not a big fan of baby books, but for some people out here that didn't have any role models, they might find some use in baby books. Right. Okay. We, I think we would say with Don't you... Don't put those above your mother's intuition. Yes. Yes. And I mean, we're joking here, like what your mother-in-law is saying. Maybe but your mother-in-law I think, is good influence. Yeah. I think as a mom, yeah, you can follow your gut, but you can also ask those people who have gone before, yes. like you know what? My baby is still crying and I don't have a clue what's wrong. Yes. Can you help me? Yeah. You know, part or, of the, she could be part of the village. Yeah. So we're joking about it here, but I like, don't write them off. Don't write them off. But I think we are saying mother's intuition is a big thing. Is a big Trust thing. Trust your gut. And yeah. you'll, you'll, you will have that when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
The researchers uh, discovered that if couples feel like they're ready to be good parents, normally it means they that they will be. Really? Really interesting, yeah. So if you're really insecure, like, oh, I'm going to be so terrible, my, my baby's going to be... You might actually struggle more. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And I think that just comes down to preparing yourself mentally as well with the attitude that, you know what, we'll figure this out. We'll do our best. We have enough common sense to either know what needs done or to figure out what needs done mm-hmm. or, or to figure out how to get the answer. Or yeah, figure out who to ask. Or It doesn't mean that you have to know everything. No. A lot of times, uh, you know, we can, I know I'm the guy who likes to study and research a ton of stuff, but it's really an effort to reduce anxiety, right? Mm. And at some point, I think what the lesson here is just kind of leaning back a little bit into trusting that you have what it takes to do this. Okay. That, that God is planted that in your heart yeah okay all right lots to think about yep but we want to thank amy and carrie who became patrons between this recording and our previous one thank you so much all you supporters we really appreciate it yes we also had a review from the uk from the uk sensitive precise and encouraging i'm thinking about sensitive with uh with me belting out exactly what i believe sorry james for I hope James is not a young father who doesn't change diapers, but let's go ahead and read his review. We're glad you gave us your review before you heard of what we really think about fathers that don't change diapers. James in Oxford says, I enjoy how specific the episodes are. This has helped me think more clearly about the different challenges a marriage faces rather than feeling overwhelmed by a general discouragement. Both hosts are very skilled communicators who are sensitive and helpfully professional. (laughs) Sorry, James. I just completely undermined you. We still have our moments. Yes, we're real. We'll uh, we'll take the compliment anyways. Next week. Yes, as you can hear, my dear wife is still recovering from her pneumonia. Next week, we're talking about what to do if your own sexual history is dragging you down. Didn't we do one like this not too long ago? I guess it was if you're a virgin and your spouse isn't or something. Yeah, I think think next week, 211 is going to be a good one. Cool. Well, that is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 210. That means we've done 210 podcasts. That's crazy. Actually, a little bit more because we had some Q&As in there that we didn't number. Well, find out how you can help support marriages. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. 